Welcome back to the Encounter Radio Show with Bill Reeser on 99.1 FM, life-changing radio, WJMM. So blessed that you've tuned in to this radio station this morning, wherever you are. I'm always blessed to be on the air with you, so blessed to be a part of so many other wonderful, amazing radio programs on this station earlier today. Greg Horn, Greg Williams, Love and Lordship, they do a tremendous job. I love those guys so much. They just bring it every day. I'm blessed to be on the air with them and on the lineup that WJMM provides to you. Thank you for your support of this radio station, not just the Encounter Ministry. I'm just so blessed. And if there's any way that you uh, can support us uh, or want more information about how you can do that, uh, please email me at bill at thehopeencounter.org or go to our website, thehopeencounter.org, where you can find information more information about the ministry. I'm so blessed to talk to you. I've been talking about prayer for a few weeks now. And one of the things that I mentioned about prayer is that my ministry is going to get judged on not what people say or do, not the church I work for, not my board for my ministry. But when I, when my life is done here on earth and I stand before my king face to face and I have to give an account of the ministry, God's going to ask me, did I, did I bring people to where the action is, which is prayer? Did I draw people and bring people to the throne of grace where they found mercy? Did I teach people how to pray? Did I teach people how to trust in God's promises? Did I encourage people to pray themselves, to pray with others? Did I encourage the prayer meeting? Because you have not, because you ask not. And even though it's foreign to most churches because of unbelief and other agendas. The prayer meeting in the church, remember the Acts 2.42 church, the first church, the original blueprint for the New Testament church of Jesus Christ, where they devoted to the apostles' teaching, the word of God, to fellowship, the breaking of bread, and to prayer. And so I have to be devoted to prayer. My marriage has to be devoted to prayer. In order, to me, in order for me to be the best husband and father I can be, I need to be devoted to prayer. I need to seek the face of God, the hand of God. I need to seek wisdom from God. I'm only going to get that through prayer. I'm going to get the best wisdom and the best discernment from praying to God. And so yesterday on the Encounter Radio Show, we talked about many reasons to pray, but we started talking about how to pray. So many people go right into uh, so many different models. And I'm not big into models, but if, if as long as it gets you into the presence of God, where you can hear the voice of God, talk to God, wait on God, experience a relationship and grow your relationship with God, I'm all for it. And so, so many times we go to prayer and we say, Lord, uh, our Father who art in heaven, how Hallowed be thy name. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Bless me, bless me, bless me. We go right into the asking instead of the praising, instead of the thanking, instead of the honoring, instead of the worshiping. And so we talked about an Acts model. We, we, we only got through A, which is adoration, which is a great way to start your prayer time with God every day. And that's really what Jesus was teaching us in the Lord's Prayer. Start this way. Our Father who rules and reigns in heaven, hallowed be your name. Blessed be your name. See, when we take time to praise and worship God, we're placing God where he rightfully belongs. And as a result, 
You know what's going to happen? Our problems and our needs, well, they come into proper perspective because here's the deal. When we pray to God, we need to get a picture of how big our God is. And if you go to your problems right away, all of a sudden your God gets really small and your problems get really big. But if you start out with praise and adoration of how majestic, how awesome, how great God is, you're reminding yourself of the greatness and power and how big God really is. And when that happens, well, guess what happened? As a result, our problems get smaller. Matter of fact, most of our problems go away just by praising God and just adoring God, just acknowledging God and worshiping God. See, through praise and adoration, we can acknowledge God's goodness. See, we have to recognize that when we pray, we enter God's presence. And prayer takes us to the very throne room of God. There's no better place you can be. In a lot of places, everyone wants to be. But there's no better place you can be than into the very throne room of God. Into the presence of God. You know what gets you into the presence of God? Prayer. When you speak to God. When you call on his name. Because you'll have heaven's attention. You'll have the Holy Spirit's attention. You'll have the Son's attention. And you'll have the Father's attention. And if you pray anything according to his will, whatever you ask for, you have. In Jesus' name. But don't go to the asking right away. Start with getting in God's presence and adoring and worshiping and thanking and praising. Enter into his courts with praise and thanksgiving. Friends, God inhabits the praises of his people. Praise God into that time of adoration. You may want to put on worship music and just worship God. And just spend the season just in his presence without asking. Start practicing that. It'll change your prayer life. It'll change your routine with God. It'll change how you view the presence of God. And then the C, which is once you've established the blessing, the thanking, the adoration, that's a good time for confession and repentance. That's the C. They're prerequisites for approaching God. That's why the Bible says, blessed are the pure pure in heart, for they shall see God. See, the closer we draw to God, the more we sense our own broken, fallen nature and, and the things that we've done that where we fall short. But we never have to be condemned because the Bible says that there is no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. We just simply say, God, I, fall, I fell short yesterday. Thank you for forgiving me. Today's a new day. With your grace, it's going to be a better day. And I don't have to ever go back there again. And you, and you do that with joy because you know that once you, once you pray a prayer of forgiveness, you're cleansed, you're free, you're set free from it. See, the confession of our sin removes any barriers and clears the air of anything that would cause God not to want to hear our prayers. So that's why David once prayed, if I had regarded iniquity in my heart, the Lord would not have heard me. So that second thing of confession and repentance is huge. And then I want to go back, even though it may be redundant, even though the A uh, stands for adoration, uh, we go right to confession, and then the T is thanksgiving. So we spend another season 
of thank of thanking God. So you think, well, didn't I thank God when I started out praying? Well, if you just prayed for forgiveness, you've got a lot to be thankful for. Our immediate response after confession is always thanksgiving. We should always be thankful that God would always cleanse us, that God would always forgive us and throw our sins as, as far as from the east is to the west. Now, we should always thank God, even in the midst of problems, not because everything is good, is going perfectly in our lives, uh, or because we're in a good mood. We should always give thanks because God deserves our praise. The Bible says, listen, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. We don't give thanks because things are good. We give thanks because God is good, even in the midst of bad things happening to us. By giving thanks, which is simply expressing gratitude for what we have, well, guess what happens? You start preventing your focus from shifting to what you, for what you do not have. See, a lot of times we're, we're always focused on what we don't have. But when you start giving thanks, you start being grateful, you'll start being grateful of what you do have. And I don't know about you, but I'm grateful every day for several things. I'm grateful that I'm alive. I'm grateful that I'm forgiven. I'm grateful that I'm going to heaven. I'm grateful that I'm sober in my right mind. I'm grateful that I'm alive and I get to glorify God and pray to God and seek his face and pray to him and talk to him and be in his presence and for him to talk back to me, for him to speak to me. I'm always grateful. And I always bring, somehow the Holy Spirit always reminds me of things that I'm thankful and grateful for. And so listen, we're to always give thanks. That's why the Apostle Paul says, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And that's why the Hebrews writer says, through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that confess his name. So once you get this out of the way, and it's not, that's probably not a good way of saying it, getting out of the way. It's really just an, uh, a great discipline of enjoying your time with God. Adoration, spending, you know, just adoring God. Adoration is so, so important. Confession, repentance, thanksgiving, uh, so critical. Now we can give God our list. You know, sometimes God is more interested in our praise time than our prayer list. And if we're faithful with the first three steps, the last step will, n will not go into something. You know, some of us, we go right into the spiritual shopping list. And too often in prayer, we cut to the chase instead of spending time in adoration, confession, and thanksgiving first. But God does want to hear our request. God does want to hear our needs. Small, big, large, and anything in between. And listen, we're also promised in Philippians that God will meet all of our needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. So we're to pray for our needs. We're to, we're to pray for help in our daily affairs. And nothing is too small. Heck, I even pray for parking spots. I pray for everything. Uh, because God is interested in the everyday things in my life. And so, you may find that funny, but uh, that's how I pray without ceasing. That's how I'm in, always in a continual season of prayer. Not that I pray the whole day, but when I get prompted about something, I pray. If someone's name gets uh, presented to the doorpost of my heart or mind, if I'm driving someday, I'll pray for that person. Uh, in the mornings, I walk my dog uh, in Versailles where I live and I love praying for the city of Versailles where I live and I get to pray with people you know as Christians we're to pray about everything 
because we're confident that God hears about us, cares about us, and that he moves when we pray. You have not because you ask not. That could be one of the worst epitaphs you could ever have on your tombstone. And so prayer is the breath of the newborn soul, and there could be no Christian life without it. Now listen, prayer is not some mystical force, you know, where you're praying to, you, you know, uh, you know, God to be our spiritual genie or something like that. He's not our spiritual bellhop. Prayer is just growing our relationship with the Father. And you know who the best, best person to teach us about prayer? Jesus. We read about him spending nights in prayer, seeking the Father through prayer. He prayed on the night before his crucifixion. Uh, this may, I don't know, but this might have been one of the reasons why disciples asked him to teach them how to pray uh, when he gave them the Lord's Prayer. Uh, but Jesus is, is a great model uh, when he when he gave us the Lord's Prayer. Even when we're in trouble, like he was. He wasn't in trouble, but he agonized on the night before his crucifixion when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane prayers. A couple of last thoughts about prayer. Make your private prayers longer than your public prayers. We can learn something from how Jesus, Jesus spent a lot of time privately. Uh, but in public, God's more interested in what you're, what's coming out of your heart than what's coming out of your mouth. God just wants you to pray with faith. God just wants you to honor him. I think that's so important. Keep your motives pure. Always recognize the objective of prayer and keep on abiding in Christ. That's the key. Remain in him. He'll remain in you. Draw near to him. He'll draw near to you. Run to God in prayer. He'll run to you. He'll answer your prayers. He'll be faithful. That's what God is.